TLGPE DNA shares some of the tips and tricks required to deliver outstanding PE lessons. In these podcasts, we focus on the how to teach element of PE, looking specifically at how we teach, how we maximise learning and how we grow the individuals. Teach, learn, grow. The principles that TLGPE was founded on. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the TLGPE DNA podcast. I'm Matt and again I'm joined by Colin for this podcast and we're going to talk about enthusiasm, one of the four areas of how we teach PE. Hi Colin. <laughs> Hi Matt. How are you? I, I don't even care how you are to be fair. <laughs> I'm not bothered. Shall we do the whole podcast like this? But I last longer than you. Probably. <laughs> oh, I uh, laughed. Yes. Oh. Ooh, I went. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... We're going to talk about enthusiasm, enthusiasm for physical education, enthusiasm as a teacher, um, and making sure that you kind of push your enthusiasm through the children so that everybody gets excited by their PE lessons. So one of the things, one of the things you mentioned or we talk about a lot is the is the pace of the lesson. Yeah. We're always fast paced. Yeah. Well, look, there's a theme developing to these because we talk about things that are actually relevant in all elements of teaching. Yeah. You know, so. I think one of the things that we do have to just keep reiterating is the fact that PE is no different really from a, from a teaching perspective. You know, you still, there are areas you change and there are things you have to do differently because of the environment, because of the lesson and things like that. But there are also a lot of things that resonate through. And, you know, enthusiasm and pace of the lesson particularly is one that resonates through. You know, if you, if you teach a numeracy lesson slowly and methodically, engagement drops. You know, that's just the way it is. I very nearly mentioned the name of a teacher I had at secondary school that did that, and I'm not going to, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and you remember it, you know, which is sort of remember test, him, but I don't a remember testament him. to how impactive it can be, you know, and the the pace of the lesson is important in PE. That's, you know, that's that's first and foremost. And, you know, if, if you keep it up-paced, you keep it engaging, you keep the children engaged in the lesson, that's going to help their enthusiasm. As soon as it becomes too much chalk and talk and not enough action that's when enthusiasm for them drops off enthusiasm for you as the teacher comes from that whole engagement that sort of Duracell bunny type yeah uh, you know and I'm sitting here rocking my head kind of clicking my fingers <laughs> yeah. and that's not the best visual representation for a podcast but that kind of on and on and on and on and on and on yeah, consistent yeah and I think I think part of, you know your enthusiasm should feed theirs a lot of it's you know knowing the children well as well you know what's what else your enthusiasm in what enthuses them yeah if that might you know this i've had a kid recently who a youngest youngest kid whose only engagement or only enthusiasm comes from cricket yeah and you know recently been trying to do tag rugby hockey things like that i've got him engaged by you know he's he's a big i think joe root and alex hales he likes at the moment currently and it's just a case of right when you're holding the hockey stick completely different to a cricket bat but when you're trying to pass it to your friend every time you do it you score a four and i'll signal a four waving my arm and he's got them he's got them enthused with it it's because they are they just live and breathe cricket which is great for a young kid as well but uh just finding them ways to keep people infused or uh, children infused all the time. Yeah, so the but, main one is being enthusiastic yourself. Correct, and I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that you know that you've got to be enthusiastic about the subject yourself. You've got to have a passion for the subject. Now I know that people might be listening to this going, "Well, I don't like PE, so therefore I haven't got a passion for the subject." And I understand that, and I accept that that it might not be your favourite lesson to teach. Just like 
Ari wouldn't be mine for yeah. argument's sake you know so I get that but it's also the job of the teacher to deliver a PE lesson in their school to the best of their ability yeah and we said a couple of weeks ago about the perception that you give off didn't we or whenever it was you yeah know? it's uh, yeah a, a, a top tip if you don't enjoy something make it look like you do you know you, you're still in, you're doing the job because you still enjoy teaching w- children listen why wouldn't you why wouldn't you enjoy teaching PE what generally happens is where where knowledge is low engagement is low so yeah. all of us generally think if we're not overly confident about something we don't know an awful lot about it instantly we're not as keen to engage in it you know we, we have that fear as human beings that I'm going to make a bit of a fool of myself. I'm going to get it wrong. So I'm going to withdraw myself, for want of a better word, and not be as outgoing as perhaps I am in other subjects. So if you if you feel like that kind of describes you, then you've got to try and work out why. So what do I need to do to get rid of that? Do I need to know more about the subject? Do I need to look like I'm engaged more? Do I need to go and buy myself some trainers, some tracky bottoms, and a jumper? So at least I physically feel like I'm ready to teach the lesson. You know, I I need as a teacher to show interest in this lesson. I need to be enthusiastic because if I'm not, the reality is because of the way my children look at me as a teacher, if I'm not enthusiastic, it's going to be very difficult for them to be enthusiastic. Yeah, I as mean, well. I mean, a long a, a long time ago now, when I think when everything was black and white, uh, when I started, I would probably. You know, subconsciously, I'll probably show more interest when I was teaching the likes of tag rugby, cricket, because you know I knew a lot more about yeah. them at the time. You know, at the time, struggled with netball. Yeah, really struggled with dance. Yeah, yeah. You just you have to find a way of, you know, if as soon as I learnt more about them, a lot more confident, a lot more engaging, a lot less hassling lessons. Yeah, it's 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 finding that knowledge keeping the interest for yourself that again that just passes on to the children but you see dance is a really interesting one because a lot of people struggle with dance yeah you know um particularly i think it's fair to say male teachers you know generally um and what i've learned over the years is that if you try and take dance too seriously it falls down yeah if you are enthusiastic and rubbish you're looking at me there really really well the kids <laughs> love it yeah you know if you don't have to be a brilliant dancer no you've just got to be prepared to stand up and make a bit of a fool of yourself and have a go you know so it's not necessarily a knowledge thing you don't have to go and study for two years at the Antonia Conte School of Dance or whatever you know the one is that's quite biggest popular. waste of two years I ever had that one <laughs> yeah um, and you know you've just got to you've just got to have a go and be enthusiastic and just roll your sleeves up and go right I'm not sure about this either but let's just have some fun really interesting you said you said about you know it's primarily male teaching there is there is no sexist thing there it, it just is it's yep. just one of those things um, because they're the more, tend to be the more nervous and the more worried about it as you said but once they as you say roll your sleeves up get in there they get the not officially so don't quote me on this but they tend to get better results out of it because they're I don't necessarily mean assessment wise results I mean kids engagement kids are enthusiastic in it look at Mr 
yeah. Mr. Fictional, look at Mr. So-and-so doing it. We can do that. I don't care if I'm the go-to guy in year six and all my mates will laugh at me because he's doing yeah. it, I'm doing it. You know, I, I won't do it. You know, you've said, uh, we've said, you know, we can't name specific schools or teachers. There's one I would love to mention right now. I think you know who I mean, who just did, you know, I've seen him do it and it's fantastic. And you would not look at him and think he's a dancer. And he's not, you know, but yeah. he went out there and did it and it was super. But it's the enthusiasm. Yeah, you know, that's, and that's exactly what it was. It's nothing more than that. And sometimes that's all it takes is just you to sort of brush yourself down and say, right, I'm going to make a bit of a fool of myself here. But it's the right thing to do. And, and let's not be, you know, let's not get carried away. 99% of teachers will do that. Yeah. There ain't many that will go, well, I'm not going to stand up in front of my kids and dance. But it's that engagement of, I'll stand up here and do it, or I'll stand up here and enjoy doing it. And I'll it. make the most of it. I'll yeah, give that's, it to- that's the difference, you know, and making it exciting, making it making it memorable yeah. is part of the process, you know, and, and that enthusiasm is not, we're talking about dance, but it's in everything. You know, you want kids to go home and talk about how brilliant their PE lesson was. Of course you do. You know, you want them to get enthused about it. We want them to then go, oh, I, f- I fell in love with tag rugby. Can I go and join a local rugby club, mum and dad, because, you know, I, I love it. It's the sport for me. And that's that's bred by the deliverer, the teacher, pushing their passion for that subject. That's out. that's the pinnacle of what of why I got into this. Just one kid out of the thousands and thousands I've taught by the time I hang up my boots. I just want one kid to say because of me. Yeah, I went and joined. So I know you had it when you was at when you was at, I think it was secondary school, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's... yeah, secondary school. I had a a, a hockey teacher, uh, Fizz Ward. Her name was um, who. As a side note, was in the like died in a really bad uh, like skiing fell, accident, fell, on a fell off a cliff or something, or something. Yeah, awful. which is not relevant at all. But um, just reminded me as I said the name. But um, yeah, she, I, I watched. Uh, it's going to give my age away here, but I watched the Olympics in 1988. Seoul, Korea. Seoul, yeah, and. Um, I asked my mum from watching that if I could go and play hockey. And where we are in Nottingham, the local hockey club was Beeston. So I went down and um, I wanted to be a goalkeeper because I'd seen Ian Taylor. So Great again, Tash. Yeah, and uh, and this is how, you know, this is a long time ago, 1988, and it's bizarre how you can remember the impact that this particular team or guy had on you, you know, as a child. Was that, was that the same team? It was Sean Curley playing? Yeah. And he was like, the, he was hockey's... Beckham, if you like, wasn't it? So it's quite different. You wanted to do, yeah, pick, but, pick but, somebody else. But Ian Taylor was like, a the goalies look different, you yeah, know, obviously because they had all the kit on, and there was just something about him that he was he was very good at what he did. And I didn't know an awful lot about hockey at the time, but I just thought, you know, that that looks pretty cool. So I uh, I asked my mum. My mum said, yeah, rang, made a few calls back in the day. Obviously, didn't send emails. Rang, made a few calls. <laughs> Um, and we ended up going down to Beast Nod Club. How so long I'm... did those carrier pigeons take to get back? <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so fast forward uh, a couple of years, and I end up at secondary school, and I meet a teacher called Fizz Ward, who is the PE teacher, and it turns out that she plays for the ladies' equivalent of Beast, and it wasn't Beast and ladies at the time, it was a club called Crimson Ramblers. See, I even remember that. Wow. And um, this story's getting long and short, long and boring, <laughs> isn't it? But, so basically what happened was... Um, Fizz Ward decided that she would start a school hockey club, which never happened before, because she played hockey and she knew that I'd go. And um, I I ended up going with her, and as the years progressed, I ended up helping her run it. And she ended up getting me trials at, at the county because Beeston didn't have that sort of setup. And because I was at school in Derbyshire, she got me into the Derbyshire setup, and from there, the Midlands, and all that sort of jazz. So 
she kind of pushed me forward to the extent of, and this is an absolute true story, she somehow, and I don't really know the true extent of it, but she somehow got some money together towards one of my first sets of goal e- equipment. Really? I'm not sure how. I don't know whether it was a, a, a some money she got from the school or whether it was her own personal money. I never, you know, sadly, I never oh. really asked and I should have done. But I know for a fact that she she contributed or she arranged contribution financially for some kit because you know my lad plays now and I've just bought him some kit for Christmas that's cost me the best part of 600 quid so I, this stuff ain't cheap I mean, it was cheaper back then but it's not yeah, cheap yeah. Um, to scale yeah, it was probably the same wouldn't yeah, you? yeah yeah and she so but the point you were making was you, you remember that and you remember her enthusiasm and passion for that subject and that rubbed off on me you know and I still play hockey now my kids play hockey and if anyone we've, you've said to me before why did you get into hockey and you, you instantly say Fizz Ward yeah Mrs Ward back then but Fizz Ward you know that's that's what you do so yes if you can if you can have that that is as you said the the pinnacle if you like and you know it's it's about how do you get that how do you create that environment because it's all down to the enthusiasm isn't it it's yeah it's enthusiasm but enthusiasm. it's it's it's, it's making children fall in love with PE now if you can make them fall in love with PE as a whole brilliant if you can't, then it's making them fall in love with components of it. So, you know, finding that sport, finding their hockey, yeah. you know, and there's ways and means to doing that. There's there's tips, if you like, for doing that, you know, making sure that you minimise downtime, you know, increasing activity time. So, see, I was going to say that, you know, when you've got a subject that, well, not necessarily, but, you know, if there's a subject you know little about, again, and you're trying to fudge your way through it, for want of a better word, it will take you that little bit longer to set the cones out. Yeah, It'll take that little bit longer to hand the sticks out or put the belts on. Yeah, you know. Tag rugby's a great example of that, right? I don't know a great deal about it. Um, I've got thirty kids to put belts on. Come here then, let's have a line of thirty. Yeah, this takes out some of my time. I'm okay now. Um, whereas if you're really enthused in it, it's like fictional Johnny. Come here, you know how to put the belts on, don't you? Get yours on, help him. Yeah, you, you like you say, minimising that downtime, getting going all the time. Yeah, and and you know that's coaching coaching has changed a little bit over the years so you know we've we've moved away from drill based coaching a little bit you know so part of my world or my job with England hockey as a coach educator is to kind of educate people how to coach hockey and hockey was primarily always a sport where you lined up behind a cone you dribbled in and out of cones you came back and then the next person had a go you know so you might be six seven eight nine ten deep in a line and we'll play this game for 15 minutes but actually when you break that down child a has done it twice yeah um, 29 seconds worth of 12 minutes yeah. Minute, yeah so we we try and we try and move away from that now so you want you want game-based learning you want children active all the time you know while they're playing that gives you time to look at the next game in your planning to think about what you're doing next but if you can minimize that downtime you can get the groups to the right size so that everyone's engaged you've not got 15 v 15 hockey or 15 v 15 rugby you've got three games going on or two games at worst going on so that there's more opportunity for people to touch the ball you know that gets people enthusiastic standing and getting cold doesn't if you ask my sorry I'm running a bit if you ask my sister about her experience of hockey at the very same school that I went to she hated it yeah hated it because we used to play on a red gras <laughs> red gras yeah right so she always used to get like red gar red gras Stones hitting her legs. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's like just like a red gravelly. It's like a cycle track, wasn't it? But it was. It was. I mean, if you if you thought falling on an astro hurt your legs, falling on a red roll was like, oh, it was, it was gravel. You know, it was it was just small gravel. It was ridiculously painful to fall on. But yeah. and what how it ever got into schools? I would, you know, health and safety 
would have a field day these days. But so when you hit a ball, obviously you ended up taking half the red grass with you by default. Yeah, and I then remember it. All those ball. little balls, all those little stones would like whack your legs. Horrendous. Really hurt. And they always used to do hockey in the winter. Yeah. So they always true. used yeah, to do it around Christmas. So she used to basically stand as far away from the action as she could, freezing. But she would rather be cold than cold and being hit by stones. Yeah. So she's never, never once in her 40-odd years now of life played hockey outside of those P lessons. Yeah, and it's, you know, I was at the same school as well, a year below. Um, <laughs> but your your sister probably had a one in, if I remember rightly, a one in four chance of having the same teacher. Yeah. Probably didn't by the sounds of it, but, you know, I can think of the other three. Possibly did, you know, because I don't know, but... It's that engagement of seeing something in a kid, isn't it? So it's, it's yes, it's enthusiasm for the subject. And I, I think my sister would still have, even if Fizzward had been there teaching a really upbeat hockey lesson, my sister would still have found a way of standing on the side because she just got into the state of, I don't like hockey. Yeah. You know, whereas in, in other subjects, she, she, she was engaged. It was just, and in other sports, she was engaged. It was just, that wasn't her bag. The teacher obviously saw something in me to think right this is and I'm going to really push that forward yeah we're going to get clubs we're going to get him involved in the coaching of the clubs we're going to get him yeah. into the Midlands team we're going to get him into national trials we're going to get him into you know end up at, uh, playing for Beeston and various different levels we're going to do all that and all because she saw something you know so it's it is really about getting your enthusiasm into the child as best you can and if you fail on one sport try the next one because yeah. there'll be one for everybody yeah you've got I mean I've I thought that there was there was no sport that during PE, whether it be at primary or secondary school, there's no sport that was gonna put me off PE. That no. was just the way I was. Yeah. There's opposite ends of that scale. There's you are gonna have to find one heck of a sport to get me interested in PE. And <laughs> I, very short verse. There's a school that we you know, again we used to go to at secondary level. Cross country was interesting. That's mm. all I can say. If you, again, can't say people are in cross country. Go out the school gates, go round here, down here, down here. You might occasionally pass me driving past you. Mm. That was it. Yeah. Well, not just that, because I know I do know who you're talking about. <coughs> um, I think he's still alive, so we better not mention. No, no, of course not. No. Um, he, I remember. Am I allowed to say how is he still alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what because I remember him. You, you'd run through a park. People would hide behind the bushes. Uh, he would drive around in his MR2 Toyota. <laughs> if you went to our school, you know exactly who we're talking about. Um, with a fag on. <laughs> you know, he would literally have the window down with a cigarette on. And I remember this as clear as day. He, There was a kid who was behind me, and I won't mention his name either, but this teacher drove behind him, papped his horn, to which the, the boy nearly like, had a heart attack, and then out of his window shouted, and I kid you not, went, Run, fatty. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, well, we got year with this for 1990, maybe, you know. So obviously the world has changed a little bit, but that's that's kind of our exposure to Pete at secondary school. Yeah, my my point to that was, if that was me, he'd have said it to. That still wouldn't have put me. I love Pete. That still. But there's no way he was engaging the unengaged. No, and but you've got to have fun in Pete. So this is he or she. Let's go for that. Well, he was quite good at creating fun. So he was he was good at fun. You know. So and and. 
the having those rules of the classroom, but having those rules specifically for PE, you know, building relationships, building relationships with children that you might not build relationships with in other lessons. So, you know, those that perhaps find numeracy, literacy challenging, being able to build a really positive relationship with them through PE is important, you know, learning more about the children, understanding them a little bit more, not inside the confines of four walls. So, you know, you, you can expose yourself from PE to a massive opportunities from child development point of view of, of understanding the kids, from seeing what makes them tick, from finding out about them that they might be actually quite good at something and giving them an opportunity to exceed. But it all comes down to that enthusiasm that you put into the into the lesson. Absolutely, and I hope that we've been really enthusiastic throughout. It was a good that one, that was. Okay. It, was, a good, it, was, it good. was nice to reminisce. It was, it was, it was. And God sorry bless you, <laughs> Sorry if we bored you with a uh, No, that's right. Uh, there'll be no more podcasts for a long time because we're <laughs> going to talk about, you know, we're going to do a little version of This Is Your Life from our <laughs> school that. days. Uh, no, thanks everyone for listening again. Appreciate it as always. Uh, don't forget to check out all of the 12 podcasts in the TLGPE DNA program, and we'll speak to you again soon.